I speak to you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today, today is a shimmering moment in the church calendar. One of those magical moments when truth is highlighted and mundane reality falls away. Like when the heavenly host appears to shepherds or wise men arrive to worship at the cradle after following a star. Or when Jesus face shining like the sun is transfigured on the mountaintop. Or angels appear in dazzling clothes announcing resurrection. These dazzling moments are brilliant and few and brief. Today, the baptism of our Lord is one of those moments when time stops, heavens open and pronouncements are made. You are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. We set aside this shimmering day along with three others in our calendar, the Easter Vigil, Pentecost, and All Saints, days when the veil is thin, we set them aside as special days to baptize and to renew our baptismal vows. On this day, we remember that the Sinless One was baptized, opening the way for all of us to be adopted as children of God, inheritors of God's kingdom, beloved forever. Those of us baptized as children, even those of us baptized as adults, might have become so used to this ritual, this renewal of the promises we made or our parents made for us all those years ago, that we don't really think much about it. We might even be a bit bored by it, wishing that we'd skipped church today, which will, spoiler alert, inevitably go long. But in this shimmering moment in the life of Christ, in our own lives, when we joined him in death to sin and the old ways of Adam, so that we might be raised with him into new life, that shimmering moment is the key to our survival. It is the moment that makes sense of all else in our lives. Today, we don't remember something done long ago to Jesus, to us. Today, we dwell in, we luxuriate in, we revel in the central fact of our identity. We are baptized. We are beloved. That's a life raft in a stormy sea. It certainly was for Jesus. He got one brief moment, the voice of the Father ringing out from heaven, Son, beloved, with you I am well pleased, and then hard work, the slings and arrows of daily life and ministry, pain and rejection mixed in with a few highlights of healing and fellowship, teaching and parties. In fact, immediately after his baptism, Jesus is driven into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. A moment of water 
and clarity and belovedness than 40 days of hunger and thirst. Demonic forces undermining his identity, trying to lure him away from the one who loves him most. That is the context of baptism, his and ours. A moment, a shimmering moment of clarity, a lifetime of wilderness and temptations. All those years ago, we made promises, or they were made for us, to turn from sin and wickedness, to renounce Satan, to turn to, to trust, to obey Jesus Christ, to share in the teaching and the fellowship, the breaking of bread and prayer of the body of Christ, the church. We promise to seek and serve Christ in all persons. But all those years ago, promises were also made to us. Child of God, beloved and blessed, forgiven and free. That is our identity. We belong to lots of groups that describe who we are, our nationality and hometown, our gender, our race, our place in our families, our political party, our denomination. But as one theologian I know says, those things describe us, but only one thing defines us, our baptism our status as God's beloved child. That will never, ever change. No one can take it from us. We can't even give it away. But sometimes we forget it. In the past year, we've been in a wilderness, a wilderness as the pandemic separates us from those we love, keeps us from worshiping in the usual ways, keeps us from hugging and laughing and singing together. It stalks our old and our sick. It makes us fearful, even suspicious of one another. And in this country, we've been in a wilderness where the spiritual forces of Wickedness tell us that what matters most is what political party we belong to and that anyone not on our side is the enemy, unworthy of dignity and love, much less politeness. We've been in a wilderness where some treat the president as more important than or even speaking for the Messiah, as we've seen the frightening alignment of Christianity and nationalism the ultimate temptation to betray one's identity as child of God for the lore of Caesar. In all of this mess, and in the mess of just regular daily life, our petty disagreements and setbacks, our gut-wrenching losses, deaths of those we love, the noonday demon of depression, the cynical jackal of pride in all of that. What difference, what difference could a little water dribbled over our heads, a little oil smeared on our brows in the sign of the cross, what difference do they make? 
What difference does baptism make? A few minutes amidst a sea of all the difficulties and temptations and despair of life. I could make a super complicated argument, but instead I'm going to tell you two stories. One that's 500 years old and another that's not even two days old. 500 years ago, when the great reformer Martin Luther was beset by temptation, doubts about his status as God's child, fears slithering into his soul, words he assumed came from the devil himself, Martin Luther would sometimes throw ink pots across the room in the direction of the words tormenting him. More importantly, he could be heard around the castle where he was working. He could be heard to shout, I am baptized. Not, I was baptized, but I am baptized. In a few minutes, we will welcome two new members into the body of Christ, sisters Micah and Eden Scroggum. Because they are four and six years old, Father Sam and I thought it was important to meet with them to discuss baptism, help them understand what was about to happen. And so less than two days ago on Friday, we met on Zoom, which isn't great for anyone, much less two priests, two parents, and a four and six-year-old at the end of a long week. These sweet girls were maybe a little squirrely on the call, a little hard to focus. Though they snapped to attention, they grew serious and clear when I asked this question. Do you know Jesus loves you? Yes, they whispered. Then I asked, do you love Jesus? Solemnly, eyes growing wide, they nodded their heads. That's it, friends. That's the whole shooting match right there. When life is at its worst, when the shimmering moments feel far away and a slithering voice tempts you to believe that you are less than you are, that you need something or someone to make you more worthy, when the world is overwhelming and it's driving you to despair, throw an ink pot. Or if you don't do that, please say out loud, I am baptized. Remember, you our beloved, dwell in that love. Nothing, no one can take that away from you. No one can take it away from me. That shimmering moment, that shimmering truth, brief as it was, as long ago as it may have been, that shimmering moment of baptism that adopted us into the family of God, that marked us as Christ's own, beloved, forever. That can and must and will sustain us through any wilderness, through all temptations. Today, today, we remember that.
In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.